So, Alex. Yes. We're free this week. This hasn't happened before. Explain. It's a po- It's a podcast, right? Uh-huh. With no Charlie. Wait a minute. We are free to do absolutely anything we want. So if we want to turn be- this into the My Little Pony cast, I mean, I wouldn't know where to even feel like I'm begin with that one, but we have that latitude. If we want to actually do the all food cast all the time, we can do that. If we want to sit here and talk about our personal beliefs on existentialism involving precognition in the mind <laughs> using Jean Paget's understanding of infant brain development, we can do that. If we want to have a podcast dedicated to brooms, we could do that too. We are literally unrestricted, off the chain, and free to do whatever we want. Or we could turn this off and just both go masturbate. That that works. This Wednesday, coming to you live from the afterlife, it's Jeff. I've been podcast goes up on Mondays, way. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, coming to you this Monday from the afterlife, Jeff, right all the way across the river sticks. I paid my fucking boat fare to that skeletal motherfucker, and he got me all the way here to this podcast, which I'm convinced is hell. It's, yeah, so it's, it's the metaphor for this, that this podcast is hell, that this very Pretty special much. episode 61 is your penance. Yeah. <laughs> I did a lot of bad things in life. Unpaid parking tickets, not tipping. Being you friends know, with me. Sick shit. Yeah, being born redheaded, you know, real terrible crimes against society. That last and, uh, one, yeah, we had to throw a lot of rocks at you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, if this was a boat, you would have pitched me overboard for bad luck a long time back. And for ballast. Uh, and for ballast, yeah. <laughs> um, that said, I am joined on this river ride through the absolute pits of the worst place on the known planet. Also known as video Other- games. Uh-huh. Say, other than Southern Georgia. Didn't. Uh, <laughs> um, with my dearest, I use these words ironically and incorrectly, friends, Heinous Mave and Mordak Charlie. Woo! Uh, Mort, Mort 4K? I, I don't. I'm the one who can say shit like that because I'm not in his arm's reach. You, on the other hand, are fucked, <laughs> Jeff. Right now, you are closer to me than Alex is. But Alex, I'll be back soon. And when I get back, I'm coming for you. I kind so of know it. where I, you live. I need to. I find new and interesting ways to irritate Charlie. I've been doing it for so long. I need to like. I can't go for the low hanging fruit. It needs to be interesting and like. Out of the way to irritate him. Variety See, is I, the spice of life. I, I, I'm and a classic that said, man. Charlie finds new and interesting ways to torment and torture me. It's a two-way street. I take yeah, what friendships are built on. I, I'm a classic man. The I, the tired and true jokes is what I go for every time. You're that guy. <laughs> the, that's the oldies, I'm a classic. Still the best shit on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> the, the worn out jokes are what what has got me here. Tried and true. I only Tried like jokes that resemble a you are the horse. You are the missionary of jokes. I just want you to know that. Yep. <laughs> it gets the job done, but and no one's really watching porn for it. Yep. <laughs> oh God. 
So this is a podcast I hear, and we're about video to talk games, about video games. Video games, yeah. Video games. <laughs> so Alex, how was your week? My week was interesting. Uh, let's see. By Still assigning playing. you the week, I made it almost look like we planned it, but we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are undone. So this 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 past week, I've been playing again more Overwatch. Uh, wow, same games. Like honestly, I haven't strayed away too much from the games. Um, Hard to keep. I uh, no, still I haven't your touched personal it. Personal nag. I know, I know, and I have it sitting here, and I'm like, yeah, we'll play it, yeah, and I just haven't gotten around to it. And then even now, like. Overwatch just released their anniversary event, so I'm, like, on that right now. So, um, however, I did pick up Hearthstone on my phone. Why? Ah, Hearthphone. I know that game. Yeah, Hearthphone. So, I'm playing that, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, at first I was like, meh, and then I kind of enjoyed it, and then, oddly enough, I actually had a really fun time playing Heroes of the Storm. Despite the fact that I have a dislike for overhead, you know, clicker, uh, what do they call it? Uh, MOBA. MOBAs, yeah. I, I, I don't like the clicker MOBAs, but for some reason that I, you know, I was doing it for the rewards. The clicker I, MOBAs? Are you put? Idle clickers are Charlie's bad. Yeah, and I've got some <laughs> idle clickers to talk about this week. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So, not, not a fan of them because I did play Smite, and Smite at least uses a traditional... WASD control setup, which I like. I know for MOBAs, that's not traditional, but for me, I like that kind of setup for my gameplay. So, um, I did uh, play around with that because I wanted all those skins and chests and all that stuff you get from the game. And it kind of grew on me, I have to say. I don't know if I'll play it again anytime soon, but I'm much more open to it. So, did do that. Um, I went romper shopping. Romper shopper. Wow, okay. Romp him. Romp him shopping, and Didn't I you ended like up... last week's thumbnail. So you're wearing a romper. I like... that, it must not have much room in the crotch. <laughs> Actually, speaking of Crocs, I'm planning on getting Croc shoes as well. But that's another story for another day. That's not what I said, but oh, Jesus. Jeff, do we have the firing <laughs> cannon ready? <laughs> I'll have you know, Crocs have this really cool Star Wars Kylo Ren pair of Crocs on sale. Really cool and Kylo Ren. Okay. <laughs> It's How's that live Wars. journal going, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can find him at heinousmave.tumblr.com. Yep. <laughs> where he so, posts his favorite pictures of Matt, totally not Kylo Ren. <laughs> I am completely in control of my emotions at this moment. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, I, I, I was going shopping and I ended up at a bug fair over at the Natural History Museum here in L.A., so... That was fun. And I don't know if you know this, but I am terrified of bugs. I don't know why. I have no logical reason to be afraid of them other than they creep me the fuck out. Like and all of them or like specific ones or something? Like All of them. Just, I, they feel weird. Like ladybugs? I, uh, I'm indifferent about ladybugs. Be very butterflies. specific about which bugs you're afraid of. <laughs> okay, so... Butterflies actually kind of creep me out. They're weird. They are the mighty uh, monarch. It was sting like the butterfly for which I take my name. <laughs> aren't they just yeah, poisonous uh, if you eat them? <laughs> I think they're I don't poisonous know. if you eat them. Butterflies don't say, shut up! <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, because actually Mandy has footage of me 
uh, going into a, I guess, one of those butterfly rooms where they give you like a strip with like honey or whatever or pollen, and they come and feed off of it. And I'm just kind of indifferent, like eh, kind of look. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I ended Taste up in a bug run, expo. You understand because... you have like the weirdest fear that could lead to the best version of Saw ever, which is just you like waking <laughs> up in a butterfly enclosure covered in honey. Yeah, that would creep me the fuck out. I, I yeah. I would lose my shit. So, uh, yeah, the butterflies are weird. Thinking. So, what else? Any other bugs just in general are kind of weird. And, of course, because, you know, my girlfriend is a big fan of, like, reptiles and bugs and all that stuff. We oh, brought she must bo- love fucking, like, uh, tarantulas and stuff. Those things go hand in hand. I have one fandoms. sitting right here behind me. Wait, you have a tarantula? I have two. Is it yours? It's hers. But of course. Or of course. Mean- yeah. So, how'd you get talked into that? She's the girlfriend. And, and she had two know. tarantulas. One yeah, each hand. No, no, no. Like, she, they're moving okay. in. So, she had one, which is right behind me. Looking and at you. And then she brought home new pets this weekend from the bug fair because she was working one of the booths and they gave her some bugs. So, I have another tarantula sitting over here. Actually... I know the podcast people can't see it, but hold on. But we can. We, uh, yeah, we can see the tarantula. Okay, so I know the podcast people can't see it, but here is... Oh, it's a small tarantula. Oh, it's teeny. Yeah. Yep. So here's this one. For the for those who can't see, it's basically... It fiddle, it's, it's like a film canister. It's in like, um, yeah, it's like a little film case that like... Uh, uh, Kodak film would come in the little roll, like a medicine yeah. bottle almost, or something. Yeah, yeah that's that's the so first it's, one. It's teeny baby. The second one it's is a real ass tarantula. I'm guessing. No, actually, it's a tailless something scorpion. That's not a tarantula. That's a scorpion. Yeah, it's a scorpion. She brought. I said she brought home bugs. Oh, in addition to the two tarantulas, you have a scorpion living with you. Yeah. Now, see, this scorpion like a land is lobster. So you guys have seen Harry Potter, right? Yes. Do you remember the scene with Mad-Eye Moody where he uses that torture curse on that fucking bug with the crazy looking thing and it's screaming and they freak out? Yeah, the, like the blast-ended canids or something. Yeah, that's a real scorpion and it's sitting in a container in my living room right now. Oh, Taylor Scorpion. They're really like wide and weird. Yeah. They're like arms like so... stick out to the side. Yeah, that thing doesn't look nice. Yeah, it does that, look a lot more like a spider than a scorpion, but I wouldn't get close enough to find out. Yeah, it's uh, let me kill it see. before it lays eggs. But yeah, so that's sitting in my living room in a container. This one, I just linked it in the chat. <laughs> this is totally gonna be the thumbnail this week. Yeah, that's totally gonna be the thumbnail one. this week. There's a pretty great picture of one on Rupert Glint's face out there. Wonder if I can Photoshop that onto Alex's face. Please, yeah. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll just pass on that. I say you should totally do it, Alex. And then you can bring it to your girlfriend and be like, look how good I did. I was near that scorpion. Yeah. And like, <laughs> hmm, she'll be like, hmm, I could tell by the pixels. Yeah. So it's the, uh, I'm from the internet. Thank you. It's the tailless whip scorpion. And it's sitting in my living room now. <laughs> Is there so... anyone just picturing it like in an armchair being like, sup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of there like, so, what's going on, man? I own this apartment uh, now. I'm a scorpion. It's not so, a big uh, one. It's, just, it's a normal size of just sitting on a chair being like, I own this chair now. It's mine. I'm the scorpion. I'm not fighting it, even though... Here's the thing. 
it literally cannot hurt me. This thing doesn't have a tail. It can't really uh, assault me. And I'm just fucking terrified of it. And it's sitting in a container in my room. And even then, I feel a little uneasy. Only a little? A little. So because, here's the like, issue. I'm now picturing like you being like finally getting up the courage to be like, I'm not afraid of you, Scorpion. You don't have a stinger. And it pulls a gun on you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Presses like, just... R2 to whip out its gun. Yeah, it just whips out a gun on you. It's like, what now, bitch? And you're like, but you don't have a stinger. <laughs> You don't don't need a stinger when you got this lead. Like, and then a tarantula uh, comes up behind you with a knife and puts it on your throat, and it's like, I don't even need this shit. <laughs> but I'm going to gut you like a pig because I can. <laughs> but I have it because theater. But yeah, so... Man, what's it like having the bug mafia running your apartment? I don't fucking know, man. Like, I, I, I can't sleep at night. It's, it's tough, you know? Mandy says I'm just being a baby, but I'm terrified. Tell her you're afraid the scorpion's gonna whip out a gun on you and see how she takes it. Uh, yeah. I think the scorpion's I'll... packing heat, man. It probably is, but yeah. As far as I'm, and it's funny because every time I tell her, like, she's like, "No, they're just there. They're not. They're not like you're not that important." I'm like, "No, please. They're just waiting to plot their attack. Yeah, they're just sitting there. They're, yeah, they're just there waiting. Yeah, buying their time. They have shorter lifespans, which means they have." You know, they got. They, they have a do. sense of they urgency. Live fast, die young. Yeah, yeah. So we between wait. that, on the plus side of this adventure, uh, you want I a did tennis racket up, now. So no, defend I, yourself. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did buy two pounds of natural organic bee honey, which is pretty cool. Am I teaching you to make mead now? Because that's what I use that shit for. Oh no. It's, I'm probably just going to use it for pancakes or something eventually. That's lame. But you make alcohol. Pancakes. That's what men do. <laughs> but it's so good. Like, it's it's that, like, legit bee farmers up in the mountains honey. So, it's very delicious. They had different flavors, and they actually had bees making, like, with a beehive thing going on thing in the container. With the catacombs, whatever the fuck you call them. Honeycomb. Catacombs are under France. Well, their death chamber, where they produce their, their sugar bait to lure innocent souls into their fucking caves of death okay so at least that's how i see it other people just call it like you know a a honeycomb a honeycomb but yeah so now i'm i have more and more bugs in the house the bugs officially outnumber the humans and that terrifies me oh those are bad numbers yep on the plus side though i do have three dogs so three, two, well, <laughs> and two that are mine. What do you anticipate they're going to do? Two that are mine and Mandy's, and then one that belongs to my sister that stayed here at the main house. So obviously the dogs are in the lead main with house. The You're in Maine. Hmm? When'd you get into New England? Not, not. Oh God. Never mind. Heading up the main way. Oh, I wouldn't go up there. Just <laughs> good lobster. I'm close enough. I'll come but... find you and beat you for that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, boss. I gotta take a day trip. Why? Some ginger's gotta die. <laughs> He'd be like, do you? I'd be like, okay. He's like, oh, wait, a ginger has to die? Yes. Alright, you can put the gas on the company tab. Just make it quick. <laughs> but yeah, so, so other than Alex, that, that's my week. you want to hear a terrifying story I might have told in the podcast before, but you kind of need to hear it now. Sure. If it involves bugs and it'll make me you know, even harder for me to sleep at night, please. 
So I went to high school with a kid who was really into scorpions and lizards and whatnot because those things travel in pairs. Yes. And he had a scorpion that the school knew he had that they kept in, like, the school had a bunch of, like, turtles and goldfish and shit. Mm -hmm. And he kept it over there, and that was his, uh, was it the king scorpion or whatever? Um, Really common, about the size of an index card. Um, and of course, like every person who owns one of those things would be like, Hey, want to go play with him? Like, no. <laughs> and he's like, here, watch this. And he like pokes it with a pen. And he's like, look how mad it gets. You want to pet him? Like, no, that's a, that's a terrible idea. What is wrong so, with this kid? Oh, a lot. But he was a good friend. We went to concerts together. Um, so he had in his room more scorpions. The school wasn't aware of. Ah, and he had this one little motherfucker that the thing was probably about the size of a penny or a dime. And it was this like super rare, like there's only like 60 of them in the United States. And the thing's like a level four on the stinger scale scorpion. And he had it in a little like, you know, the little containers that they'll give you like pickles in to go. Like it was in one of those containers. You know, those secure containers. Yeah. But so one day I came back into my bedroom and there was just this big fuck-off house millipede on my wall. And I'm like, okay. Hey, Luke, come get this thing. And he came down and he captured it in a little terrarium. Uh-huh. That didn't hold it for 24 hours. <laughs> it got out. Um, um, Never to be seen again. That said, house centipedes are known as being, like, really good at escaping and shit. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Same friend. He used to have an anti venom kit. And one of the things an anti venom kit does contains is uh it's basically like a sucker thing with a syringe and you put the thing on someone's skin and then you pull on the syringe and it just puts down a ton of vacuum to try and pull blood backwards. And he used to wait until people were going to the shower with their shirts off and he would stick it on them and give them huge hickeys. <laughs> Because that's what you do when you're in boring school and you're young and fucking stupid. But I wanted to tell you the millipede story to help you sleep at night. Hey, Alex, what's that, what's that in your shoulder? You know, you guys aren't fucking funny. How about that? <laughs> oh, love you, Alex. Nope. Um, nope. You should have nope. stayed dead, Jeff. You should have stayed, <laughs> stayed dead. You should have so I'll go back to my my sadness corner where I belong, um, where I will then uh, apparently go back into the ether and become one with the ghosts again. Well, given how many in the bugs meantime, are in Alex's apartment, he's going to be dead by next week's podcast. We'll start looking for a replacement, Jeff. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. So segueing off of that, how was your week, Charlie? <laughs> Sorry, I'm now before picturing we, the tarantulas before and the Alex quits, <laughs> and smothering Alex in their sleep with a pillow. I'm not sure why they have these elaborate schemes. <laughs> the scorpions and the spiders in Charlie's head are, are like regular garden variety. Like, all right, so first we're going to poison his food. No, like, no they're not going to bother poisoning him. They're just going to like they're going to get out of their cages. They're not bigger; they're just normal size. They like walk up and smother him with a pillow. Yeah, or do the thing where they put the pillow over my face and then pull the trigger so it's quiet. No, no, that's if the scorpion <laughs> was working alone. He's got accomplices now. Two to hold you oh. down and one to hold, then he can hold the pillow. Oh, great. <laughs> it's such a funny image because they're normal-sized bugs. <laughs> oh, you are sick and twisted, Monfrere. 
It's still not as good as the scorpion pulling the gun on him, though. I'm not going to lie. That's just a great image of, like, what you got to do now, bitch, to side scoping it on him. Sorry. Oh, so next week uh, when Alex quits. <laughs> no, um... the bugs have got him. <laughs> Are so how t- was your week, Charlie? <laughs> uh, not bad. Um, as we mentioned last week, I am on the road for this podcast recording, hence why I almost actually, it was almost just the Jeff and Alex or one of the like 18 people I know that volunteered to take my place on the podcast. Really? That many people are <laughs> trying to get onto the uh, Something Wicked Studios uh, podcast? I don't think so much trying as like offered. It was like, Everyone from my girlfriend to your roommate offered to be on the podcast. It's like, we should just have all of them on at once. <laughs> oh, the chaos. Yeah. It was an amusing concept. I kind of honestly contemplate just doing it like you guys do it yourself, being like, I wonder what this would be like. And then my mobile recording rig does, in fact, work. So I'm like, eh, fuck it. We'll do a normal podcast with me on the road. But because I am on the road, that means one very important thing. Mm-hmm. My switch left its dock. Oh, the switch only so you're playing gets some of that Zelda. I no, actually, I... you're playing one two switch on a plane. No. Yeah, I'm hardcore. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> are you are you are you milking cows on a plane? Sure, we'll call it that. <laughs> As you were. No, so I actually played the game Thumper, which came out sometime last year. It's it's made its way to the Switch. It's call it's it's like a rhythm endless runner. It's cool. I'm not sure I'd totally recommend it, but it's it's definitely intriguing. For the price of twenty bucks, it's kind of a fun Switch game. And I'm digging it. Oh, I've that. actually saw this game when I went to um PAX. This was on display. And actually one of the people I hung out with, uh, they knew the guy who created it. It's cool. Like it's Yeah, it's wicked cool. I it's I don't know. I wish the soundtrack was heavier and like maybe I'm not being fair cuz if you told me like hey, the soundtrack's way better when you're not playing this game on an airplane, I'd be like, yeah, that that sounds about right. Like I, it, it's cool though cuz it's it's, a, it's an obstacle course and kind of boss battles that you do by navigating and there's a rhythm to the obstacles so it makes music like every obstacle has its own sound effect that goes with it and that part of it's cool cuz like you're not just learning the pattern of the track you're learning like the rhythm of the music of the track so it's like like you know instantly when you fucked up it's like oh i dropped the beat there and i crashed and died mm-hmm. it's cool like it's got kind of a metal vibe going on the graphics are pretty I'm gonna call them simplistic, but they're kind of utilitarian. Like it's it's got a cool look to it, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, this game looks cool, and and I can't describe what it looks like either. It's kind it's like of like a ship going on like a tube kind of deal. Yeah, it's like polygon res kind of in its graphics. I don't know. It's it's neat if you have a Switch and haven't checked this game out. It's not a bad play. It's kind mm-hmm. of cool. I've also been playing mm-hmm. the game Snipper Cuts. Snipper or snipper clip Snip, or something yeah. like that. I, it's so it's it's supposed to be a multiplayer game, but you can play it solo if you don't have friends or are on a plane, like I am. And basically, it's you take you're controlling two pieces of paper that you kind of rotate and move around to make the cut each other apart, to then try and make a shape. It's you know those block games you're trying to assemble a shape for. 
I'm looking up the game now, and because I have the visual, I can understand what you're telling me. I have no idea how to actually describe this game to, like, another person. Yeah, it's cutesy. It's kind of fun. It's a little on the easy side for me, but I could also imagine... This would be a fun. It's like it's. This feels like a game that's more fun with more people because it gets you get bad at it with more people. And it's a game oh, where yeah, it's not. No. You're gonna be young. Things like no, get inside me right now. I need to subtract that out of my ass or something like that. Like it's, it's yeah. a game that lends itself to hilarious things being missaid. I do think stack uh, mount your friends is better, but it's yes, not not a bad, uh, not a bad other. Game. Yeah, this is wholesome ish. Yeah, because Mount Your Friends isn't for everyone. Yeah, it's for us though. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I guess while we're talking about my Switch for a second, I have had uh, I I had some weird Wi-Fi issues with it again. So I, I can confirm that the Switch still has some problems a month after its release, and they're not just things like it. It took me four hours to get the Wi-Fi sorted out on it, and it just was like, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Suddenly, I see it. Hmm. Didn't change any of the settings or anything, but yeah, it, the big game I've been playing is I've been playing a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn, and I don't think I'm ever going to go back to Zelda because Horizon Zero Dawn is a better game, and they're so similar really? in some weird ways. I, so I, I think I finally figured out my issue with her, with Breath of the Wild, and it's that for Zelda, that game is super groundbreaking and different and new. But it's actually not doing anything anyone else hasn't done already. Like, it's taking a bunch of ideas other people have and mashing them together. And it never fully capitalizes on any of them. And, like, the fact that, like, the thing people talk about a ton with that game is the stamina gauge... And if I it like, and I think that stamina gauge to this day is super shitty. Compared mm. to a game like Horizon Zero Dawn, where like, I, the climbing mechanics are bad, but at the same time, they're not like a center point of the game. It's like no, you use them to get around, and there's some real. No. F- <laughs> They hide so much plot behind those shitty climbing mechanics. I don't find them as shitty as you did, I guess. I, it's I could not fucking bear them. I, I don't know. They, it, they literally were like 10 minutes of my life I want back. You like the climbing controls from Uncharted, though, too. So The, the thing is, though, is this game made climbing just waiting. I it guess. was holding forward and waiting for the climbing puzzle to disappear. But I could that's not also Breath of it. the Wild. Well, I did. I'm not talking about Breath of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it, it's it's weird because like th- that game does less than Breath of the Wild does, but what it does, it does so well. It's like man, fighting those mechs is pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And I know you've had some issues with the plot. I have really enjoyed the plot of that game more than I keep. How far into to. it are you? Um, I just got to Meridian. Okay, you got a while to go. But I'm also max level. mm Hmm. I play that yeah. game wrong. Uh, your power level capped out long before you reach max level. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, I'm, but I also have all the crucibles done and stuff like that. The entire map is mapped. Like it's th- that game, unlike Breath of the Wild. I'm like, oh, what the fuck's over there? I want to go see it. Like the, it's like ah, oh, shit, I heard Snapjaw territory. Oh wait, Snapjaws are easy. Yeah. Thank God it's not those goddamn stealth panthers. Yeah. No, by the end of the game, I. Same full map, same full uh, every single one of the crucibles done. Mm-hmm. Like did all of it. 
didn't didn't get to max level though. That's because the game was like, do you want to? What would you like to spend your up your uh, upgrade points? And I was like, none of this. <laughs> you run out of useful things pretty early on, and then the rest is like, do you want to be able to do jump at or aerial attacks? And it's like you really should just give that to me. <laughs> nah, I guess I played enough games that you have to unlock that stuff. That feels like a normal progression of things. Yeah. And I it, just, it, see it basically boils down to you played Far Cry, I didn't. Yeah. So for me, it's obnoxious. That's fair. Yeah, I, that that probably makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, and it's like some moves I haven't unlocked yet. Right, I have unlocked everything I just don't use because I'm like, yeah, it's not how I play this game at all. But I unlocked it because, yeah, it's that that game's really good still, and it continues to weirdly justify owning a PS4 Pro. Or if you own a PS4 Pro you should really play that game because that game on super stupid graphic setting, it's like, God damn, this looks re- real at points. It's like I'm fighting mm. a giant thunder megazord and this shit looks believable. The mm-hmm. fuck? Nice. Yeah. I am glad to hear that the graphics are a lot better on the PS4 Pro because on the regular PS4, they're actually kind of eh. Again, me and you disagree on that. I think they're pretty good on the yeah. normal PS4. There's so much clipping, like problems. The game I didn't has. have that issue, so I don't. I, do I had know. them. Or you're also several patches away. When I played, it was patch 1.0. They're on like 1.06 now. Yeah, no, but back when I was playing when it first came out, I didn't have that many issues. But yeah, it's who knows at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's I, I'm on the road, so not that much going on. I I have renewed. I I have beef with another airline. Oh geez, what'd this one do? I, it's it's more what Southwest is. Oh, you got to do the uh, fight for your seat seating. I don't mind that. It's the fact that the airline doesn't understand the idea that maybe you shouldn't like it, it's. People are idiots when it comes to putting their baggage on planes in the first place. Yep, but they seem to get especially dumb on Southwest, where it's like. I, I just don't know how to describe it. Like, it's one of those things where I'm stuck in the back of the plane, but my bag is in the front because air stewardesses fucked up. It's like, this is huh. dumb. You all, it's like, how did this happen exactly? Well, someone put their jacket in there in a camera bag. That goes under the seat. Well, they didn't want to put it under their seat. Yeah, fuck them. Mm-hmm. If you were a real airline, this wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I guess I tried to go to the East LA Comic Con. Oh, I did what not happened? successfully go because when we showed up, the line was like out the door and around the block. And me and Jen's reaction was that's in no way going to be worth that wait. Mm-hmm. And then we found out that Juan Solo was there and we were like, man, that would have almost justified it. Almost. Yeah. The, are those the ones from the previous, like I guess it was, it was either WonderCon or Comic-Con that showed up and they had like, the entire, like, Latino-inspired version of all the Star Wars characters. Call it is Cholo Star Wars characters. Cholo Star Wars, yeah. yeah. They were there. It's it's cool East L.A. was doing it, but at the same time, there was definitely this vibe of, yeah, that's not going to be worth waiting in this goddamn line. Cool they're doing yeah. this, but not a damn chance this is worth it. So yeah. what's Juan Solo? Mexican Han Solo. Yep. Oh, Jesus. No, sorry, it's Cholo Han Solo. Let's not let's let's call it what it is. Cholo Han Solo. Yep, Arturo D two, or something like that. Is yeah. the R two D two? The Princess Leia one's pretty good too. 
Yeah, I really like the princess. I don't know Leia. the name, but yeah, it's, it's a thing. But yeah, it's between travel and stuff. I've been pretty out of the loop on things. I Vanquish comes out while I'm on the road, which fucking sucks. I'm like, man, Vanquish, want to play that shit. <laughs> but yeah, Tekken Seven also comes out soon too. So I'm like, fucking yeah. You should do some channel stuff with uh, Vanquish. We probably That'd be will. awesome. We we'll, we may do a stream when I get back for Monday because there's no work that day for me. Or the day this goes up, there may be a Vanquish stream. Nice. That seems like the appropriate way to celebrate Memorial Day with Vanquish. <laughs> the most patriotic game ever in a weird way. But, yeah, I think you're up now, Jeff, right? Yep. Yep. Take it away. So as some have probably gathered, I died last week in a horrific accident of some nondescript variety. Again, Jeff wasn't um, dead. Alex was making it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fooled even me. Um, so I went on a road trip last week with uh, my friend who's in the Navy, um, which they were... They haven't moved all their stuff up yet, but it was the potential they're getting medically discharged. Um, so we planned the trip around. I might have been helping them move back to Massachusetts, and they haven't been discharged yet. So uh wound up just doing the trip anyway. Um, so I wound up flying down to uh, South Carolina and driving all the way up to Massachusetts and had a really fun road trip, a lot of music, listened to a lot of podcasts. Listen to a bunch of hardcore history. Did we pick up a um, Wicked Awesome cast listener? Uh, we didn't. Um, they know of this, and I believe they've listened to it before already. Okay. Um, hey, it's that thing they... I'm on, like an asshole. <laughs> um, and I can now confirm, on the internet, you'll see these pictures of these signs that say something to the effect of speed limit enforced by aircraft. And I thought that those signs were just like, photoshopped or fake and they are totally fucking real they're very they're real i don't know if they're actually enforced by aircraft i believe they use aircraft to find or supposedly they have white lines on the road and they can tell how fast you're going by how quickly you go between the lines that makes sense mm. and uh the planes tell on the ground police officers to pull you over but yeah those signs are totally fucking real and they're in virginia north carolina and i believe maryland we have them in massachusetts they dude what? We have them in Mass. They're there occasionally. Really? Where? Uh, Western Mass. Oh. I don't go out that way. Yeah. Not often, at least. Not anymore. Yeah. New York has them, um, too, as does Pennsylvania. Yep. So, got to see those, which were pretty fucking cool. I stopped at South of the Border, the world's tackiest fireworks stand slash gas station slash restaurant. Woo! Um, That's a good combo. Yeah. This or uh, the reason that this place is so near and dear to my heart is because they literally have a sign for it every like two or three miles, uh, for four hundred and fifty miles or so. The first south of the border sign is in New Jersey, <laughs> and the actual thing is in um, the border of North Carolina and Virginia. And there are signs, like, every two miles the entire fucking way. And it's the tackiest little shithole on the fucking planet. Nice. <laughs> and they have all these horrible signs that are, like, 
they're all like fucking horrible puns that have like nothing to do with the place. Like it'll be a pun off the word sausage and I'll have a picture of a sausage link. And then like, it's all supposed to be like Mexican themed and like it can't figure out its own identity and it's completely tacky and crazy and nuts. And every one of my family members who I told this to, where they're like, oh, did you stop and get fireworks? Because my family used to stop there and get fireworks back when we used to drive to Florida. And I was like, no, I live in a state where they're legal now. I don't have to live under the oppression they're of They're not cool anymore. Yeah. So, did that, got to Massachusetts. Uh, that night, went to a bonfire with a bunch of friends. Um, and had a really good time drinking, bonfire, all good things. Then the very next day, my another one of my friends had a barbecue, and right now, a lot of the uh, grocery stores are now selling bacon and cheddar-infused burgers on sale to get ready for all of the uh, cookouts everyone's going to be doing. Yep. And I asked my friend, you know, should I bring any? He's like, uh, grab chips, and if you want to bring any meat, grab it. And I was walking through the grocery store, and I saw these, and I'm like, I'll take two pounds. And that got me four patties. Like, oh shit, these are half pound patties. Fuck yes. So I get to my friend's barbecue, and he's like, "Yeah, most of my friends are caught in traffic. Apparently, there's a really bad accident on Route 93. I think, whatever. It was a road I didn't take." And he saw the burgers. He's like, "Okay, these are for us. We're cooking these now before anyone gets here. We're not sharing them." Fuck those people. And my friend made extra bacon. And we put bacon on our bacon-filled burgers, and it was one of the best burgers I've had in my fucking life. It was fantastic. That sounds fucking glorious. <laughs> How's that diet, so, Alex? Uh, I, miss, <laughs> I can't wait to fucking throw down some real fucking food. Although, <laughs> Jeff, you remind me uh, of a story. A couple Ooh. years ago, I uh, uh-huh. it was a Super Bowl, and I wanted to make a really good uh, burger. So I Ooh. made a six-pound bacon and cheese stuffed pizza burger. Holy fucking shit! So it, it and it's it's exactly how it's described. It, the meat patty was about six pounds of ground beef, and I had separated that into two three-pound patties and stuffed the middle of it with uh, about maybe a pound of bacon and a pound of cheese. Sealed that inside of it, and then let it cook all the way through, and then put another pound of bacon on top with another like pound and a half of cheese and the buns were two large little caesar's pizzas oh my god welcome to epic meal time online cooking show with a gallon of something to sip on yep yeah so yeah we got drunk again <laughs> but yeah it was like it was very much inspired by that actually so damn yeah it sounds fucking amazing it was you had to serve it like cake. There was no other way. You were slicing up a burger like cake and just serving it that way. It Damn. was huge, but. but so good. You just it's just when you said bacon cheddar stuffed patties and then bacon and cheddar on top. I just reminded myself of my. It reminded me of that. So thank you for oh, reminding yeah, me no, of a good memory. No, I appreciated that story. It had <laughs> things that pertain to my interests. Um. So what wound or so what we did next is uh the next day my friend or the friend group that I had the campfire with and my friend who I drove from uh South Carolina with they invited me to go to a New England Revolution game which is the soccer team. Oh nice. Now 
I am not a colossal soccer fan. I don't know much about it. And, but, you know, of course, you know, someone invites you that. Hell yeah, I'll go. Especially because they told me they'd be tailgating and they showed, or they set up uh, their own uh, awning and stuff. And I will say, now that I have attended a soccer game, I had way more fun than I was anticipating. And there's some things about soccer that I wish hockey had. And there's some things about hockey I wish soccer had. Like fun? <laughs> uh, soccer games uh, let, are fun. Let, what are you talking about? So let, let the story happen. So <laughs> I showed up. My friends had like staked out their own portion of the corner of the parking lot. And we proceeded to drink and play cornhole and just hang out and have a you know grand old time. So eventually... The, uh, the game's going to begin, or which this friend group made even more burgers, and this time I was like, between the campfire burgers, the next day's barbecue burgers, I, I want chicken. <laughs> um, but I had even more delicious food. It was a, it was a great gluttonous weekend. And uh, so I we go into the park, or the, the park, we go into Gillette Stadium where they play, and soccer games... This is the thing I wish hockey had that soccer has. They don't play music. And we got our seats in what's known as the track, which the track is behind the goalie. There is a bunch of general admission seats that's basically filled with bleacher creatures. And at the front of all this, there is a person with a bullhorn, and the crowd just chants, and they just have a whole bunch of songs and shit they know. And most of them are just completely filled with obscenities. Um, I believe the one from this week was we were playing Columbus, and the chant for Columbus is, eat a dick, Columbus, even if it's humongous. Eat a dick, Columbus. Eat the biggest one among us. (laughs) Which is all being chanted with a bullhorn out at the field and whatnot. And that is the part that I wish hockey has. Like, oh my God, this like group fandom and yelling... Like, literally, whenever the ref would make a bad call, the entire crowd would be like, bullshit, bullshit. Well, yeah, Jeff, they're bored bullshit. the entire time, so they to think up these chants. Yeah. And what? the thing is, is you could hear these, like, 10-year-olds behind us who were there with their parents, like, bull crap, bull crap. Because <laughs> they can't swear. Yeah, because crap isn't a swear, but shit is. Yeah. But then there was the moment of... A player on the New England Revolution, so on the team I'm rooting for, went down like holding his leg for quote unquote an injury, and there were like six or seven times players dive that game. It was like Jesus Christ, this happens this fucking often. As we but, all um, know, di- uh, soccer is yeah. one part diving competition, one part sport. Yeah, and when a member of the my own team <clears throat> took a dive, the players going what the hell, walking back towards the ref. The player realizes that the guy's back is turned, bounces back to his feet, and sprints off behind him and takes advantage of the fact the guy's not looking. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Y'all motherfuckers need some John Scott. <laughs> um, and I think that soccer, like all sports, needs fighting. I bas- or Basically, all sports need fighting. Self-policing is the best form of sports. Um, because if a player did that in the NHL, he would get his ass handed to him. Um, so there were some things I'd like soccer to have and some things I'd like hockey to have that soccer has. Yeah, yeah, you don't actually um, like any part of soccer. You like the fan experience of soccer. Like, that I get. There's no good part of soccer, though. Uh, 
I like the goalie, or because I'm a goalie, I'm always impressed with, you know, just another person's reflexes and the amount of, like, insane athleticism that's required to do that. Um, the rest of soccer, I'll admit, I don't understand. I think I'd enjoy more if I understood the game more because soccer positionally plays so much different from hockey, where in hockey it's all about, like, cutting down lanes and, like, um, it, depending on the team, you have, you know, dump and chase method and, like, zone defense and stuff. And in soccer, I don't understand how any of it works, so uh, it's, it's very hard to follow. pretty similar. The issue is a lot of setup happens between anything interesting. Mm-hmm. But did that. Um, I am almost done with Persona 4. Um, today, me and Charlie recorded a whole bunch of Persona 4, just audio log stuff, which will be awesome when that comes out. Um, the best thing is Jeff and, isn't even, doesn't even know. <laughs> yep. And I was lit on my plane flight down. I wound up stumbling into one of the endings of the game and was staring at the game going, wait, what? And then proceeded to be pretty much lost for the rest of my plane. fight. I was like, well, I was expecting that would have preoccupied me for the rest of the plane fight, but I guess I hit that earlier than I thought I would. And then landed, and I was like, hey, Charlie, what gives? He's like, oh, you got one of the endings. There's more. Um, which is not really a spoiler to say there's multiple endings to the Persona games. Um, so, yeah, did that, and then I've been back working out again, finally going back to the gym and not just, like, running and shit, the boring stuff, mm-hmm. um, and playing Persona 5. And uh, that about sums up my week. Needless to say, Alex, you shouldn't listen to the Persona 4 spoiler cast. I won't. Yes. Don't worry. Excellent. I actually am really enjoying playing Persona 4, so I don't want to ruin it for me. Honestly, you'd be doing yourself a disservice to listen to it, because the the less you know going into that game, the better experience you're going to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just got to let it hit you. Just got to wade into that shit and deal. Yep. Well, I suppose that brings us to our news segment. You guys ready? Sure. I'm born ready. So we have a lot of news, kind of. Uh, I get to start us off. We have some Far Cry 5 news. Um, there's a trailer that shows basically nothing except, yep, this is Montana. And we have the reveal of the Far Cry 5 protagonist, or antagonist, and it's some preacher-looking dude. I don't know. It's called, like, Come to the Last Supper and some shit. I, they're saying all the right things for me to be kind of be curious about what the fuck's going on. Like, the cover for this game features a bunch of rednecks, some, like, gun-toting preacher dude, and a wolf. Which I, I'd normally be into, but at the <laughs> same time, I'm like... Eh. I don't know, blending together Far Cry with Resident Evil 7? I think I might be able to get behind that. Yeah, yeah it, from what I've heard, it, it looks like it's a religious cult or something. Yeah, that's that, that could be interesting, potentially. I don't know. It's I guess I've played too many games lately that are like the Far Cry formula that are better than the Far Cry formula. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, one of the jokes that went around for a while was like, "Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn's a lot like Far Cry, the Far Cry franchise." Oh, how many towers are there? Five. Oh, that's a totally acceptable number. <laughs> <laughs> was it like thirteen and and in Far Cry Four, and it got even worse in, in Far Cry Four? It's like, yeah, there's a lot. Hmm. Yeah. 
it's out there. It looks Far Cry-ish. I assume this means we'll get some reveal at E3 this year of the antagonist giving some long-winded speech about how he's going to drive the devil out of you or something along them lines, and you've come to his land, his land given to him by God, and he'll be damned before your heathen ass takes him from it. Something like that, I'm just guessing. Mm -hmm. It seems kind of par for the level of writing I can expect out of Ubisoft at this point. Yep. You guys have access to the images. Any of this making it seem more appealing to you? I mean, maybe. Not so much. I'm not a huge fan of the Far Cry series. Sure. The only Far Cry I really liked was actually uh, Blood Dragon. And that was an offshoot of the original three. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Looking at this uh, poster, honestly, it looks really good to me in a very Rammstein cover kind of way. Yeah. Like I said, all the parts of the the shit are there, but somehow it's like... eh. Dude, just sticking a knife into just a steak—that looks right up your alley. It is. It, it's. It's one of these things where it's like I really should be into this, but like I disliked four so much that I'm just like, eh. bet there's a bow in this one. Bet it'll be overpowered as shit like the other games. I mean, there's a bow in the cover. Yeah. I don't think I'm far off on my guess. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Moving on to that, from, <coughs> excuse me. Moving on from that to some other Western-themed stuff. Uh, Red Dead Redemption has been delayed until 2018. I can and will wait. Yes. Yeah. Some screenshots got out there. It for. looks pretty, but yeah, it, it's it's Red Dead Redemption too. I suspect it's going to be good. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I know, uh, actually, Mandy's a huge fan of the Red Red, Red Dead Redemption game. The Red Red games? <laughs> the Red Dead Redemption game, yes. Huge fan. So she's super looking forward to it. Um, I'm willing to kind of write it out. I mean, it's, it's you know, Rockstar Games. That I'm willing to write it out because they usually put out some pretty good stuff. And I haven't really been disappointed by what they've released. So looking forward to it yeah as much as i find rock stars it'll be done when it's done policy annoying at the same time it's like red dead redemption was pretty goddamn good you know grand theft auto 5 also pretty fucking good maybe you guys know what you're doing yeah mm. and, and and i'm i'm you know I, as a gamer and this is just you know i'll throw it out there but like i'm willing to wait if the game is like if it really calls for the game to be that much better I am more than happy to wait. I would much rather them release, take a long time to release a really good game, and you can see they put their heart and soul into it, than to have them rush some game because they need to get their quota done for this franchise this year, and it's just the same shit every time. That's or, effect Andromeda. <clears throat> yep. So, <laughs> I will wait. Especially with the Rockstar's reputation of releasing solid fucking games, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm in, Rockstar. Take the time you need. Just don't fucking Duke Nukem forever us. Well, speaking mm-hmm. of things taking all the time they need, um, remember Pokemon Go? Yeah! Mm. That game came out about a year ago in the States, right? Like, give or take a month or so? Well, that's right. It's about a year ago. Well, Legendaries allegedly may finally be on their way to the game this summer. Mm. Winning, too little, too late. Yeah, I was just gonna say, <laughs> winning the too little, too late award of 2017, Pokemon. And Go. the last horse crosses the finish line. Yeah, I. 
it's weird because like this time last year, I think at least me and you, Alex, were pretty like fucking yeah. If this game could go somewhere, it'd be pretty cool. At that game had all the momentum and just could not capitalize it, and not because it tried and failed, because it didn't try. Well, they also took away shit that like people liked, like the radar tracking system for Pokemon. They took away it, like they took it away and got rid of it, and it was the people were like, "Why? Why would you do that?" You know, now, the new tracking system's kind of shit. I like the old one that said, "Okay, you're like X amount of steps away based off the number of steps under the Pokemon." That was a good fucking system to use. This one now is just hot garbage. And so by pissing off your fan base, not to mention, I don't know if you guys remember this, but they also did a thing where they stopped or they basically stopped allowing the game to launch on ga- on phones that were rooted. So like on your iOS, if you had it jailbroken, it stopped working. Well, yeah, and you're all dirty on- cheaters mm-hmm. that are spoofing the GPS in that game. So yeah, you're just you don't it. need to. Sp- you don't. You know, there's a free app on the iOS store that allows you to spoof it just fine. That that requires no jailbreaking. I know. Same on the Android side, but like, there's no like rooting just because you like to root your phone. I personally root my phone. I like being able to root my phone. That's why I have an Android phone, so I can install shit that blocks ads and all that, and I have to worry about it showing up on my phone. But they they just disenfranchise an entire group of people who rooted their phone and didn't warn them beforehand. They they allowed you to buy a bunch of shit from the store, and then they're like, oh, by the way, rooted users, I know it's been a few months, we're just going to fuck you, and we're going to get rid of it. So, Pokemon Go, lots of potential shit deployment. Hmm. Yeah. My girlfriend still plays it, so I have to keep up with it. it it's more just like I kind of enjoyed the... It's been a year, me sitting there... It's only been a year. Fuck! It feels like that game came out so long ago, and not in a good way. Yeah. The problem I wind up running into is I'm out of Pokeballs, and any time that it's like, oh, I'm in, you know, town or something, I should grab some while I'm here. It's like, or I could pay attention to and hang out with the people I came here to hang out. Yeah, with. Yeah, the social aspect of that game seems to have fallen off pretty severely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving on from that, uh, the Switch has helped Nintendo's stock prices reach its highest point since the Wii. Hmm. What point during the Wii, though, has not specified? Ah. Well, I know which console tanked its, uh... Yeah. Its sales, then. <laughs> Sounds like Wii, but it's got an extra letter on the end. So, for the record, Nintendo's share price has hit a seven-year high. That's that. That's the exact number. It's a hundred and two percent increased over last year. Mm-hmm. So, every person who bought a million shares of Nintendo when they uh, when Pokemon Go got released just lucked out if they didn't sell out already. Yeah, <laughs> maybe is the answer. It's so here's the thing. Again, like, this is not me being shitty. This is Nintendo's stocks were pretty fucking far down there. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, they came back. How much they came back, though, is kind of up for debate. (laughs) I don't know. I'm glad they're doing better. I... It's weird. I've been talking to some people that aren't in the gaming space about the Switch lately, kind of getting an idea of what the 
non-gamer reaction to that thing is. And it is kind of fascinating to hear what non-gamerly people think the Switch is. Because they're not wrong, but they would be disappointed of what they got if they bought one. Can you elaborate? I, uh, so it it ranges from people think it's basically a, pl- a portable PlayStation 4 to like the best Game Boy ever. They're like it's got so many games. It's like no, 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 it doesn't. Well, it's got like Mario, right? Not yet. <laughs> nope. I heard that Zelda mm-hmm. game's really good. Yeah, the Zelda game's pretty well received and stuff like that. And it's like the old ones, right? No, it's absolutely nothing like the old ones. And it's got Donkey Kong. There hasn't been a Donkey Kong game in almost a decade, dude. <laughs> it's got you wonder po- where they get their information or or you honestly know okay they just make it up don't they uh, no i think this is one of those things where kind of like <laughs> it's people expect certain things from nintendo releases and like the fact that we're gonna go a little under a year before we get a mario game on the switch is a little weird like yeah we have mario kart now but it's not new mario kart it's mario kart 8 which came out for the wii u is it better? Sure, but I can't justify buying it a second time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know. It's it's really weird talking to people that don't follow gaming stuff about the Switch because they're interested, but at the same time, they also just genuinely have no idea what the fuck that thing is. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a real problem, but we will see, because I... Like, my feeling is like gamers will get their fill of the Switch and then sales will drop off. Like the reality is there's been a shortage of Switches to this date and once that shortage is over or once the demand has been met, I don't know if this momentum will continue because I I go back to it, I don't think the general public cares about the Switch. The way Mm -hmm. it cares about PlayStation, like I don't think it cares about PlayStation 4 or Xbox One but at least those things play like Call of Duty and Halo and other big titles like Destiny and shit, where it's like, okay, they play the popular shit, not the niche shit. And mm. they're well-known. Their advertisements are everywhere, and they're advertising stuff they recognize, not like, man, what's this weird boxing game with spring arms? That looks cool, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who does it identify with? Who's What game series is this referring to? Yeah, it's... I know the game, and it's, it's it's a new IP they're pushing out, which looks kind of cool, but at the same time, I think Nintendo does best when it's kind of capitalizing on nostalgia. I think it's the only good tool they have. Like it's, it's the best play they have at this point, and I think not playing that card as frequently as possible does them a disservice. But at the same time, they will alienate people by playing that card too often, so it's kind of a damned-if-you-do-damned-if-you-don't scenario. Yep. Very much so. Yeah. Well, moving on from that to kind of switch news. Uh, we have our first real image of what Mario and Rabbit's battle, whatever it's called, um, uh, kingdom battle looks like. And are you guys a fan of Rabbids? Rabbids? Never heard of them. Okay, so um, Google Rabbits quickly. The... They're the Ubisoft insane rabbits. They're called ah, they're like minions but shittier. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen I've seen the box art. Yeah, so they're doing a Mario that mashup where it appears you're getting like uh, Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Yoshi, and then you get four rabbits dressed up as Mario, Peach, Luigi, and Yoshi. 
and I just have straight yeah. guns on the cover of this game. Like Mega Man so, Mega Busters. Yeah, why did why did why does Mario have a Mega Man That's Mega Buster? Really <laughs> putting looking at that. Yeah, I so I not to make today the day of things Charlie hates, but I fucking hate <laughs> the rabbits. Mm-hmm. Like and are the games well received at all or popular? Or I don't anything? know. They're mostly mini game collections. Like they were kind of a weird death note on the Rayman franchise that I liked. And as a result, I kind of have resentment towards the rabbits. And then on top of that, the rabbits are just Ubisoft's version of minions, which means they make dumb sound effects and their antics are, quote, zany. And I find mm-hmm. them just stupid as fuck. I, I really hate rabbits. So the fact that it's like, hey, we're merging it with Mario, I'm like, I don't care about this, but I really don't like this. <laughs> Why would you poison your brand with rabbits? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This would be like Destiny having like, and here we have the minion skin. That would make me stop playing Destiny forever. <laughs> yeah. Moving on from that to something a little bit weirder, I suppose. Uh, a jury will be forced to decide whether or not Valve owns the rights to Dota 2. Interesting. So the base idea of this whole situation is Dota is based off of a mod made for Warcraft 3. It's it's part of their multiplayer stuff. And while significant things were changed to make Dota 2 by, from, by Valve, there is an argument to be made that like Icefrog, the guy behind the original Dota mod, was one of the guys on it. And Blizzard has a variety of rules in the user agreement stating like you can't make money off your custom games and shit like that. Or you're not supposed mm-hmm. to, at least. People do, but that's a separate topic. But I digress. So it's, it's always been kind of this weird nebulous thing because a lot of stuff did change, but it's very obvious what stuff still is. Mm-hmm. Like you live in this strange world where there's now a uh, Heroes of the Storm character that's an obvious ripoff of a Dota 2 character that's a character from Warcraft 3, and the character in Heroes of the Storm is that character model again. Jeez. So it's Do you like know which character it is. Hmm. Do you know which character it is? Uh, it's Pudge in Dota Two, and then in um, Heroes of the Storm, it's the abomination that's got the grappling claw thing. Oh uh, yes, S- Stitcher or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Butcher. Not Butcher. Stitch or something. Yeah, it's so like for reference in the original Dota mob, it was the abomination with a grappling hook chain thing. So that became Pudge in Dota Two, and now in Heroes of the Storm, it's back to being an abomination with a grappling claw thing. Mm. It's basically the same character. It's like variants on it, but yeah, it's it's chances are that Valve does indeed own Dota Two the way they think they do, but. Stitches is the guy's name. Yeah. Alex is dead on. So this whole thing was brought up by the fact that um, in typical Valve fashion, some mobile games were being used that were using some Dota 2 likenesses, maybe some art, some that stuff, some shitty mobile games, if you will. And Valve said, hey, knock it off. Like, you can't use our shit. And they argued that, oh, you don't own Dota 2 because Dota's not yours. And these are actually mm. all up for grabs, technically. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and then Blizzard came through and said it's not up for grabs at all. <laughs> no, it's it's unclear exactly because I think there was a business deal at one point that like Blizzard signed over some of the rights or was like fine, we're okay with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, for reference, there was a kerfuffle, exact words in the article between Blizzard and Valve after Dota Two came out that was settled out of court. Mm-hmm. That seems to kind of get at the like, hey, yeah, there's, eh, it's not clear. Mm-hmm. But the claim for the argument is Dota is open source because of how it was set up, which means all assets from Dota 2 are open source and Valve is going, no, no, it's not. It's ours. We made this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see how this unfolds. I suspect the answer will be no, Valve owns Dota 2 because it is technically a different game at the end of the day kind of situation, but... Who knows? Mm -hmm. It's weird. Moving on to some simpler news, though. 45 million people use Discord, apparently. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. It must be where all the Switch users go, because they don't have a wipe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. In addition to that, PSN has 70 million monthly active users. Huh. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Go PSN. Yeah. Yeah. They're also now offering curated recommendations. Or sorry, PSN is now offering curated recommendations from game creators in their store, which is silly but kind of fun. Hmm. Is, that a, is that a fancy way of doing, uh, what do you call it, like product placement? Uh, it's it's pitched more as like here are five here are five games Suda Fifty One thinks are pretty cool. None of them are Suda Fifty One's games or something like that. I think it's more like um, Hideo Kojima's top five games he thinks you should play and shit like that. That's how it's presented anyway. But okay. it, it's kind of a cool idea. I don't know. It's, I I've always found it interesting to play games that were like I like this guy's games. What games does this guy like? Huh? This guy's into this stuff. Interesting. I see how he kind of was inspired by some of these ideas down the road or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll have to send me that. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's it, it's all it's in the PSN store. I guess it's like a thing that pops up now. I've not had a chance to check it out yet because I'm on the road. Uh, but the, huh. the two most important pieces of news this week: uh, Suda Fifty One of Grasshopper Studios fame has announced a new game. Uh huh. The 25th Ward, colon, The Silver Case. It's apparently a return to the 25th Ward franchise, a game I know nothing about. But it's. It's stylish. It's got black and white and blue ties and air spray painting, and. Yeah. <laughs> and it's coming it looks to PC. Like the crazy version of what i imagine persona one looks like kind of yeah and it's 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 basically a remake of it's more of a remake than a remaster i guess like it's it's not really a new game but it also kind of is at the same time mm-hmm. apparently the silver case was the first game they put out so it's actually the 25th ward the silver case uh, they're remaking their first game which i'm kind of curious what the original game from suda is like i mean so Suda made the first one? It's 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 Grasshopper Studios' first game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that's absolutely got my attention. That actually looks really cool. 
Yeah, it's going to be some episodic sequel to The Silver Case, which I I don't know. This The article I'm reading is all over the place, but it's coming to PC. It looks kind of cool. It's very Suda51. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm stoked for that. But of equal yeah, and separate importance... To, uh, but of equal and separate importance to that, Platinum, the guys behind Bayonetta and Nier Automata, are teasing a new IP. All right. Hype train. Hype train activated. A little bit, yeah. If I can't... Have either of you guys gone back and played any Nier yet? I have not had a chance to. Negative. Highly recommended. Really good game. Yeah, it looks cool. I want to get to it eventually. It's just not... So that worked well for the road. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I understand. I need to get out from underneath the, like, the weight of the Persona franchise, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. I need to get out. Yeah, I figured that uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was a nice ca- a pilot cleanser between philosophical game and philosophical game. <laughs> What's this game about? Shooting giant mech dinosaurs. Okay. Hmm. What else? Nothing. Okay. No one ever asks how the giant mecha robot feels. <laughs> and it's a-okay. What's my S-Link with that mechazord like? Uh, Shitty. Kill it then. I need its teeth. How, how much do <laughs> Thunderjaws like me? Yeah. And you are right, Charlie. Stalkers are definitely the, the assholes of the game. Yes, they are. Fucking Stealth Panther. But yeah. lightning stealth panther. But yeah, so I guess our so we got two more last news pieces. Um, we got some Destiny shit that or Destiny two shit that shook out from last week. Uh, it will not have dedicated multiplayer servers. They're they've done away with the Grimoire cards. And the thing me and Alex were fighting about in last week's podcast was the bubble move. It is not mm-hmm. a bubble move. It's some kind of AOE buff. So it it. We were correct that every character has a extra ability. It's not clear if that's across the board for all subclasses, but like for that class of the of the warlock, it seems they could summon a buff pool. The striker titan summons a little like shoulder high wall they can hide behind and shit. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, more details on that to come, I'm sure. But just clearing up some stuff from last week that got confirmed this week since last podcast. But our last piece of news is uh, there are just numerous signs that this E3 is going to be an interesting one and not necessarily in a good way. Okay. Uh, So if you follow kind of gaming news, there's been a bunch of articles that have come out lately that range from like a guide to your first E3 to them answering question mail where it's like, so what is E3 like? And a bunch of people are out there saying, we don't know what this is going to be like because a, a bunch of you people are like, we're going to have suddenly tons of people again, which we haven't had for the last couple of years. And two, you guys can't go to the press conferences. You can't go to any of the behind closed doors stuff. Like it's not totally, it's like, you're probably not going to say the Nintendo stuff really either. Like, Temper your expectations, guys. This could be a weird one. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool stuff will get revealed, but the overall kind of attendee experience on the I Bought My Way In scale has seemed mm-hmm. rocky from this pre-E3 standpoint. That's weird. It doesn't surprise me, really. I don't know. It's The idea of just buying a ticket to E3 while cool and appealing because it means I have to go through less hoops to get there is cool but at the same time 
you've now opened it up to any jag off with a twenty with two hundred bucks can go to E three and I know lots of people that I'm not sure belong at E three that have two hundred bucks to burn. Mm-hmm. Like that in the most elitist way possible, I liked E3 because you kind of had to be at least peripherally in the industry to get there, and you could get kicked out for cosplay. I don't know, it, it had a nice kind of professional-ish feel to it that I'm not sure I want lost from the industry, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's going to be a bit of a turning point. Yeah, yeah. definitely. A lot of what's to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that does it for our news topic. We have a bit of a main topic prepared for you this week that since me and Jeff have been traveling a bunch lately, we thought we'd kind of spend some time talking about, well, uh, how the fuck we do gaming on the road, for lack of a better phrase, whether it's mobile gaming or handhelds or the various weird things I've done to bring consoles with me over the years. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, who's got some good stories on this one? So I don't know about good stories, but I definitely have a system for accomplishing the whole thing. Oh? Which is, for me, all my most powerful gaming when it comes to travel is, is going to be my PSP. Whether it be the Vita I have now or my PSP 1000, which I still have. I probably want to replace its battery at some point because uh, I may or may not have a copy of Persona 3 on a UMD. And uh, that might play it. And uh, that might be one of the things that uh, I do in my future. You know where else you can play Persona 3? Not on the Vita. On the PS3. I need to get mine back. My brother still got you it. Can, yeah, it's one of the um, PlayStation 2 games you can now load onto a PS3. Huh. Maybe PS4, but you can now get it again from the PSN network and play it. Yeah, but I have it for PSP. It's, I guess, quote-unquote, it's remaster because it's originally a PlayStation... Oh, excuse me, PlayStation 2 game? Yep. Um... Worst case scenario, the PlayStation 2 game is probably only 20 bucks. But I always bring that, and I have an old Game Boy Advance that I refuse to let die just for the sheer factor of its batteries are fucking replaceable. <laughs> Which in this day and age, like, if you've ever been on, you know, 15-hour flight to Europe, the last thing you need to worry about is the fact your PSP was only good for five hours, and the TSA will take you best I can... Best I can tell, they'll let me have as many batteries as I want, as long as I'm not the size of a car battery. Um, oh, I got a story about that, so... Oh, no. Um, so, for me, it's always been... My Game Boy will always continue to live on. I'm fortunate I have my original copy I inherited from my cousin when I was, like, 10 of um, A Link to the Past, the, like, the Game Boy Zelda game mm-hmm. with the, uh, the wind fish and everything. And to this day, that game still holds up for me because, like, I incrementally beat my way through it, but then I forget everything I was doing and I get fucking lost as shit. <laughs> um, and sadly, I guess, my uh, old copy of Pokemon, the fucking battery died, so my save, I can't continue my save file, but I got a uh, one of those game bit hacky things that allows you to get into the back of those so you can replace the battery. Mm. Um, that said, opening one of those isn't exactly fun because those are one of those things that, like, they've got tape and various other stuff holding it together that once you take it apart, it's never going to go back the same exactly. Mm-hmm. It'll work, but it's it. you're always going to be able to tell that it was opened, really. Um, 
So when it comes to traveling, that's always for me the best time to catch up on like a particular game. This time, or this particular uh, trip, I played Persona 4, and I just gave no fucks about the people around me. Like, yep, they're anime characters. Get the fuck over it. <laughs> um, it was a bit extra weird because it was like all end game content, so it was a lot of the like. Uh, I think I finished out max ranking Rize and uh, Naoto. Or no, it wasn't Naoto. I, fin- I finished max ranking Rize and like just the conversations like, ah, oh, yeah, this probably looks bad. Uh, if you haven't seen the buildup of this relationship and the understanding of where these characters are coming from. I'm not sure which one's worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I was like, yeah, whatever. I won't have to see you people ever again in my life, so... Whatever you say, creepy weirdo anime guy. (laughs) 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 Fucking weeaboo. Fucking weeaboo. I'm surprised. What? I'm surprised you didn't get into a weeaboo fight. Oh, yeah, I know. I had to have a waifu. I needed to explain to the person next to me on the plane why I think Chie is better than Yukiko. And then, you know... But I didn't want to actually punch the guy, so... I, Uh... I kept that conversation myself. Yeah, about that. Oh, I have guess, you weighed in on this matter? Uh, right now, I'm team Yukiko. Really? He doesn't know yep. shit yet. Don't worry about him, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so, Charlie, you're team Chie out of the two? Uh, of the two, Chie. Oh, wait, you you actively dislike Yukiko. I, Yukiko yeah, Yukiko is the worst. <laughs> um, I like Yukiko. I like Chie better because she's... I'm not starting this, actually. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll start this some other time. Like, don't get me wrong. There are better waifus in that game than those two, hands down. Oh, yeah. But... And Absolutely. the best waifu is still Nurse. The Nurse. I say, that said, the reason those two are it is because of the uh, the anime. Yeah. Um, which, or I should probably ask now. Is the anime just a recap of the show, or is it independent? Uh, I mean, a recap of the game. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's... Once you finish the game, it's maybe worth going back and watching it, actually. It's it's cool. Like it, it... You will get a more complete version of the story from it. Like you, You'll okay. kind of get a simulated version of what the S-Links are. The issue is one or two of those S-Links are maybe mm-hmm. not the S-Link you would have chosen if you'd gotten a mm-hmm. choice. Uh, one very obvious one. I'll let you figure it out for yourself. There's probably a pretty obvious guess that you can get at, but it's it's the same story. I you it, Some things are different, like the main character sticks with the main persona the entire game and doesn't get a new one ever, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah that that would get, be very confusing <laughs> if you hadn't played the games and you're being thrust into this series and just every week he has a new Pokemon at his I'd disposal. Be totally okay with that, actually. <laughs> As someone who's played the games, I'd be so down with that. That'd be like the dumbest thing ever. It's like the week he has High Fairy. It's like the fuck's going on. Oh, it's all about the week he's got Incubus. The following episode has been rated W for Wang. For Wang. (laughs) Oh, my God. Or M for Murder Boner. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that's my system to flying is have something that that has a single battery and 
a Game Boy or something that has rechargeable batteries. I'm pretty sure you can probably get Game Boy games for fairly cheap these days, and you probably get a Game Boy Advance for fuck nothing on Amazon. Yeah. So you got any good stories or things you do, Alex? Or am I free to go nuts on this with my weird approaches? Knock yourself out. <laughs> uh, so I, I run the full gambit from like crazy person who once put a um, a multi-day battery backup in a backpack and hooked a Wii U up to it so I could play Bayonetta two on a plane. By the way, you can get a Game Boy Advance for twenty five dollars. Cool. Right. But yes, Bayonetta on a plane. And you know that's that's a pretty good way to live. <laughs> I cannot claim I credit for that idea. I think I, the guys at Giant Bomb were talking about doing that once, and I was flying somewhere and thought to myself, yeah, "Let's fucking do this. <laughs> let's do something stupid. Let's make the people around me confused." So yeah, mm-hmm. that definitely makes Persona Four look normal. Yeah, <laughs> you bust out your Bayonetta two on a plane. They're like, "What the fuck's going on?" They're looking on. Dude, they cut her hair. <laughs> no, I did that once. I, we've talked about my stupid number of PS4s I own, right? Yep, your travel yep. PS4. Yeah, I get back from Alex. You can have my other PS4. It doesn't have stickers all over it. Yep. You transfer content off one to the other. But yeah, it's... One was a one was replaced by a PS4 Pro. One was bought in a very sketchy transaction in Jersey City. Nice. I want a PS4 so I can play House of Wolves for Destiny. Hey, a PS4 for fifty bucks on Craigslist. That's obviously mm-hmm. not stolen. Mm-hmm. I'd like to buy this PS4. Here you go. Here's fifty dollars. I'm walking away now. <laughs> And now an all-out run. <laughs> gotta get to the car, gotta get to the car, gotta get to the car! Hope she didn't get my plate, <laughs> and we are out of here. It was a rental, who Free. cares? But yeah, I... Oh, yeah, I as, as much as I'm not sold on the Switch yet, I do like it as a mobile device, so long as the plane I'm on has a uh, hookup for a plug. That ga- that thing's battery life gets real bad looking when you're on a plane without a plate of ways to replug it. Because it only lasts now, about two and a half hours tops. Now, I know that my last uh, flight was actually on Southwest as well. And I can say with extreme confidence, my plane did not have a uh, an, a, an Edison plug of any variety. No, on it, it does yours. not have that. Like, I think JetBlue and Version have those, but uh, it's... Lots of planes have electrical plugs now. The plane I flew re- most recently did not. So I had the fun game of, shit, got to find a save point, got to find a save point, got to find a save point, and it's dead. Yep, that's a horrible flashback to your youth. Yeah, and there's no good way of mm-hmm. recharging it on the go. Like it, There are ways, don't get me wrong, but they are cumbersome and stupid. Mm-hmm. My Vita gets some play every once in a while. Like I brought my 3DS and my, Wii, uh, my, yeah, my Switch with me this time because... Apparently, Pokemon isn't coming to the Switch immediately, so I might as well finish Sun and Moon while I'm on the road kind of situation. Makes mm. sense. Yeah. yeah. I liked my travel PS4. That was a weird lifestyle I was living with that. That's still my favorite dome. <laughs> Although, ironically, the um, Wii U, not a bad portable console, because the console part of that thing is pretty small. And you don't need a TV to play it because you have the gamepad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it doesn't work right on planes unless you're a crazy person like I am. But, like, if you're looking for, like, hey, we're going somewhere for two weeks and the kids are going to want video games, Wii U, not bad. Not bad at all. It's not a mobile device, but... But, it, I mean, it's a bootleg one and it gets the job done. Yeah. Like, and bootleg... By I mean bootleg, I don't mean, like, knockoff or anything. Like, I mean, like, it's kind of like a mobile device, but it's not kind of thing. Yeah, so. it's... I was talking about the Wii U recently and had the comment of, like, yeah, that thing should have been the Wii. Like, if if this thing was the Wii and the Switch was the direct successor to that type of hype, I think the Switch would be doing a fuck ton better. Mm-hmm. thought that's doing bad, but I'd probably have less negative things to say because I wouldn't be all, like, fuck the Nintendo a little bit. I'm actually kind of surprised to hear so many positive things out of you about it. Yeah, it's... It's actually giving me some hope for the thing. I don't know. It's it's okay as a giant Game Boy. Like as a giant Game Boy, it's a fine thing. As a home console, I don't get it. But at the same time, I like I have no interest in touching the thing when I'm in my apartment or like in California. When I'm on the road, it's like yeah, I can bring this with me and I can play some games, and it's convenient-ish that way. And I don't know. Like the games are fuller than the average mobile game is. And I can only play Persona. Part of me considered bringing Persona 4 with me. Like, part of me also considered trying to um, do remote play to play New Game Plus Persona 5 on my Vita, which is a thing you can do because people are horrible. Wait, did you say per- Persona 5 on a Vita? Yeah. How? Uh, you set up remote play. I need to figure out. I need to do this. It's a lifestyle choice. Yep. Yeah, so long as you have Wi-Fi, you can remote play your PS4. Oh, does the PS4 have to be on while this is going um, on? It can be triggered, but yes. Like, it has to be in standby mode, at least, I think. Okay. I don't totally know. Mm. I think it's it, it's weird, Like, but you can access it from stupid distances if you so choose. Interesting. Because there are plenty of times that I've been like, I'm going home for the weekend. Guess I can only play Persona 4. Oh, I'd no. I totally leave my PS4 oh, on yeah. my, my apartment in New Hampshire and play it in my uh, home in Massachusetts. Oh, no. I have to play Persona 4. I yeah, guess I I'll load it up. Ugh. The hardship. Well, soon I'm going to be done with it, so... That's what you think. I don't know if I want, or like Charlie, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to jump straight into a new game plus. Persona Four is a little bit easier, I think, than Persona Five was. I Persona 5's ending has problems, maybe kind of that I'm not a fan of because it's abrupt. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I it's. I had played Persona 4 all the way through long ago enough that I forgot what happens at the end of Persona games. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing. Yeah, but we're here to talk about that. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that more when I finally beat the damn game. Yep. Because there's a phrase I really want to say right now, and I can't because it ruins how those games end. I say it's so bad. Just say it. No, uh, it's it's too much blah, of a spoiler. Blah, 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 it's, blah, 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 like it's the only spoiler you can throw out that kind of out in any context is a spoiler for Persona. 
But I digress. Uh, yeah, it, I don't know. Like it's as I've gotten older, I have less and less tolerance for mobile games. I'd rather like not game in some ways than put up with some of the bullshit that is mobile games. Like reality is, me on the road means idle clickers get some attention. I got like, oh shit, mm-hmm. I haven't played this game in a while. How much money do I have? Oh stuff. Mm-hmm. Travel time is idle clicker time. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Gotta burn that battery. Burn it to the ground. Burn it to the ground, Kimmy. Basically. I have much more intelligence to say on this topic. Uh, unless you guys yeah. do. Well, I mean, I guess I'll throw in my, like, two cents to mobile game stuff. But, I mean, like, there's a few, like, that I play, that I follow with. And it's mainly Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, which I don't know if you guys have played that. It's like Clash of Clans, but with Star Wars. Actually, it's not like Clash of Clans. Uh, Galaxy of Heroes is you build up uh, squads of members, and then you compete in like this little arena-esque turn-based combat system, very similar to like Final Fantasy VII. Huh. But you, you can build some pretty cool squads. Like right now I'm running a full droid squad with HK-47 as my lead a uh, Jawa healer for them who can res uh, droids, and then Stormtrooper Han is my tank. So Stormtrooper Han. Yeah, so it's Han Solo in the Stormtrooper armor. So it's just a Stormtrooper. Pretty much. But, uh, yeah, like it, it's pretty fun. They have some pretty cool stuff they've added. I mean, obviously with the anniversaries and stuff like that, they've added little things here and there. But that game's fun, and it's definitely like a I'm-gonna-pass-a-time game. It's not like an active, oh, I need to get on it, I need to get on it. Although, I don't know if I can consider myself really casual, because I'm, I'm in an actual uh, guild on that game. And we do, like, raid resets and stuff like that every, like, few days kind of thing. So, yeah, it's 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 a weird situation. But, yeah, like, it's, it's just a pass-by thing. Like, I've never taken a mobile game so seriously. Even the... Uh, if anything, the only time I ever played mobile games often was back on my old flip phone. Uh, Snake. Playing, not even Snake. I, I was playing this bowling oh, game no. I got. <laughs> I was playing this bowling game on my old LG flip phone, with LG color screen, whenever I took the bus to go to work back in the day. So that nice. was it. But other than that, yeah, mobile games are... Mm, they're good time wasters. I don't. I don't think I'd ever dive too seriously into a game. Like I got. I also. I was one of the unfortunate ones that bought Super Mario Run. Mm-mm. That is yes, unfortunate. Yeah, and like I bought it. I played it. I did re- redo my phone recently, and I have yet to install it back on there. So, if that says anything, I should have saved that money and thrown it into Hearthstone instead. Yeah, I was gonna say you're not disappearing down the Hearthstone path. Yeah, I just started doing that today. Like I actually played it during my lunch. And I was playing the storyline mode with the whole One Night in Karazhan thing, so... Say, I mean, it was class are you playing? Uh, well, since I'm doing the story mode, they kind of pick your class for you, so I was a mage. But mm-hmm. I switch it up. I like to play the Shaman or the Warlock. Cowardly magic users. Yeah. So, I just like the way they play. Sometimes the Warrior, just because I like the armor, but the Mage also has some pretty fun shit. So it's kind of oh, hard. Oh, gosh. I... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't have anything else super much to add to it. Yeah. Other than just you know, I, eh, in it a weird is what way, it is. I think we're all a little bit too old and like have cars to 
really have good stories at this point about like portable gaming in some ways. Yeah, I'm I'm too busy playing with my fidget spinner. Just spinning that shit. Hell yeah. Did you actually get one? No. But if I do get one, it'll be a nice ten dollar one. <laughs> That's what I thought, you punk ass bitch. <laughs> oh but yeah. I think that about does it for this week, then. Uh, next week will probably be our, what, pre-E3 kind of guessing game podcast. That's That lines up, right? We looked at this earlier, and I've already completely forgotten things. I believe next week is the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what we established, but if it isn't, then coming soon to a theater near you, us talking about E3 at some point about something or other yeah that this will go up uh, yeah next week will be the last week before e3 officially kicks off uh mm-hmm. we'll probably do some post e3 thing like we typically do or something keep an eye out for oh, that uh, content continues to roll out uh, me and jim did something special we did a hey let's play all of it of a game called um late shift i'll try and get that edited up soon it's a weird one <laughs> hmm. it has no mechanics for jim to not learn so don't worry <laughs> <laughs> the people that keep getting mad at us in the Metal Gear Solid playthrough, I know, I'm aware. I, I can't fix it. I'm sorry. We've entered the we've entered that time period of games where my skill gets really high with stealth games and Jim doesn't know how to move and shoot at the same time. I apologize. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, it's a thing. If you've been keeping up with the Melgar Solid stuff lately, you get to watch him try and free run constantly using the Watchdog 2 commands in Melgar Solid 4. Which I find hilarious, but I could also imagine is exceedingly annoying for some people. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, content continues. More Secret World stuff will be up. Uh, like we've said before, we're not totally sure what the future of that thing will be after. Uh, Legends comes out because it seems like the majority of that community is going to shift over to Legends, but Legends also seems a little bit, one might say, weird. So we'll see what happens there. Keep your eyes out. Um, By the time you're hearing this, Alex's stream will have happened, correct? Yes, that is correct. Hopefully him and the realist of Kevin Smith were capable of settling their beef once and for all and we can move on from this terrible joke. Nope. What celebrity are you calling out next, Alex? Uh, Reggie, actually. I think I might go with Reggie. Keeping on the Reggie train? Yeah, I might jump on the Reggie train, depending on how I feel about E3. Hmm, I like that that's answer. That's a good one, yeah. That's well played. Thank you, thank you. I mean, considering, and I think, I don't know if we touched on it last week. I can't remember off the top of my head, but apparently the... Nintendo presentation is going to be over an hour. Yeah. Just like actual content is going to be over an hour. Oh. Not like crazy Sony stupid filler that you made me watch last year. That cringeworthy fucking fest that I had to watch. That was but... your fault, man. <sighs> but yeah, depending on where they're going with the Switch and all this other stuff, like, I'm. I'm. I'm I'll save it for the pre E3 cast, but, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm, I have some expectations. 
Oh, I guess also worth mentioning, there is a chance, uh, depending on what schedules wind up being, I guess I'm informing you of this now, Alex, we may try and do some us talking over the press conferences, either live or recorded and then posted kind of situation. So if you're curious what we think of that stuff as it's happening, keep an eye out for that as it's happening. I'll talk more about this next week as as I kind of look into what the hell my plans can be, but yeah. I would be down for that. Yeah, Um, I thought you might be. Yeah, although I will actually be at E3. Yes, but uh, this, this happens year, so. on like um, Saturday through Monday, so you won't be at E3 oh. those days. Oh, yeah, perfect then. I may yeah. be in court one of those days, but that's a separate topic. Well, that's what you get for fucking a goat, Charlie. Bad means no, Alex, but no one knows that more than you. <laughs> <laughs> Bad to the bone. thrown out of Alex? <laughs> How many what? I said, how many petting zoos have you been thrown out of? Uh, I'm not at liberty to say until the court case is done. Okay. Yeah. Protecting the sheep's identity, I gotcha. Yeah. For the record, I'm not going to court to deal with anything illicit. It's my ongoing <laughs> throwdown over trying to buy a house. Yep. Best of luck, dude. We're getting litigious. As someone who knows the story, best of fucking luck. And oh, fuck no, you don't individual. know the best parts. Like, the story got dumber lately. So, oh, I'm sure. I'm just passing this on what I'm allowed yeah, to say on a podcast. That may be a full podcast life. afterwards of, like, Charlie informs you just steal everything in life. Like, don't don't be a law-abiding citizen. It gets you fucked in the end. <laughs> if it isn't nailed down. You want to house kill its inhabitants and take up squatters' rights. That's the correct way to do it, apparently. <laughs> Skyrim that shit. <laughs> Put a basket over their head and just live there against their will mm-hmm. until they leave or die under mysterious circumstances. Either or, oh, it doesn't matter. No, that's her. But yeah, anything you guys want to pimp or talk about before we get the hell out of here? Uh, no, no nothing at this time. Nothing other than our own uh, email account. Ah, yes, we don't have we don't have uh, listener mail this week. But um, if you wanted to get a hold of us, Jeff, how would you go about doing that? So first thing you need to do is you get a whole bunch of makeup, mostly white and black. And what you're going to do with it is you're going to paint your face like a clown, and you're going to found your own rap group. And then what you do is when you start doing your clown makeup, and you know you can use all kinds of you know, lipsticks, whatever else you want. You're going to write whatever it is you want Charlie to listen or to read off on this podcast in it. And odds are actually kind of favorable that he will stumble somewhere across the internet, find that and go, are you fucking kidding me? And then it might get read on this podcast. Or more simply, you can email us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Also, when you do your clown thing, you must make rap songs. Here's the issue. Your whole clown face paint thing is way too plausible. I would be like, man, someone's trying to contact me. Fuck. I know. (laughs) Of all the like crazy ones I've made up, this one is the most likely to actually make its way to you. Someone's got to watch this. Especially because you'd be going off some kind of crazy dark web thing and you'd find it and be like, or it'd be. I spent another four hours watching ICP fan videos. Why? They're I don't know what to do with myself. They're communicating to me. Yes. They have messages. You're imagine? No, they literally have messages addressed to me. Yes. Hey, Charlie at WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. <laughs> or other people, I guess. They could send one to Alex via Juggalo, I suppose. <laughs> 
Well, my juggalo name would be Heinous Maeve, right? Did we establish that? Have we I gone... believe this was established. Have we gone through, like, assigned juggalo names to the crew yet? <laughs> oh, dear lord. <laughs> Ooh, that's a dark road I don't want to go down just yet. I don't even like how to begin on criteria for that one, like... Yeah, no, I'm dodging this I one. I think you're white-red <laughs> by that measure, Jeff. I'm what? I don't know, white-red. White-red? Red top or something, something like that? Something like that. <laughs> that feels Juggalo-ish. <laughs> sure. But Alex, if they wanted to get in contact with us normally, how would they do it? Uh... Well, you can also email us. Nope. At we can also okay, yeah, you're going off in a bit. Sorry, continue. <laughs> well, thank you, Charlie, for not believing in me. You've given me nothing to believe in to this date, so you can't blame me. <laughs> you can reach us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com, which was the correct and intended answer before I was so rudely interrupted by Charlie, who apparently is no longer with us this week. <laughs> That's yeah, weird being dead and on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the, the great beyond the afterlife of state New suck. York. Yeah. There are a surprising number of meth and heroin addicts up where I am, so. Is it surprising? I Maybe it's I've been living in LA so long I've forgotten how many meth and heroin addicts there are in like that tippy top north right. part of the country. Mm-hmm. Like, we're close enough to Vermont where it's like, oh, yeah, I guess the meth and heroin issues in Vermont spill over to here. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think that one through. But, yeah, the town I'm in, I was, I was <laughs> driving around last night, and I'm like, wow, there are a lot of meth heads here. Tweaker <laughs> Alley, right there. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, yes, yeah, so we can reach that wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. In the show notes, spelled as it sounds, et cetera, et cetera, it works. I've tested it recently. Yeah, things, stuff. If you send an email and read on the podcast and we'll answer questions or whatever, uh, you know the drill by now. We do these every once in a while. I was hoping if I didn't make it this week, we'd have some for you, but we did. I made it and there was none, so yeah. Anyone got any last words of wisdom before we get the hell out of here? Uh, no, I think we're good. Okay. Play Persona 5. It's a pretty good game. I, that, that is the wisdom I choose to impart at this moment, at this juncture. Just play Persona games in general. They're pretty good. Yeah. Get yourself the crack addiction that is the Shimagami Tensei series. <laughs> I promise it's not addictive. Oh, I guess. Like Slurm. On that note, I will probably. Uh, me and Jeff record a spoiler cast of Persona 4, kind of, because Jeff hasn't actually completed the game yet, so. Probably 95% of the way You're through. You're like 90. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> you don't know shit. <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, yeah, that, that'll be going up. Though this goes up on Monday, so that'll probably go up on whatever day Persona 4 doesn't go up on. Maybe Friday of next week or something, or the week this goes up in. I don't know quite yet, because... Yeah, podcast. Whenever you get yeah, to it. Yeah, it's... I don't want to spoil Persona 4 for people, but at the same time, Jeff wanted to talk about it, so we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yep, and if you really liked the Persona 4 updates that we used to do, here's one. Yeah, it's basically one giant one of that and me being like, oh, you don't know anything, and yeah, isn't that part fucking awesome? Hmm. Oh my god, yeah. I'm at the part where I always thought the game was laying on the gas pedal, and the game's like, dude, this do you have any idea how high this engine revs? We're not flooring it Oh no, and and that's the best part. I know what comes next to the true ending, and I get to look at you right now going like, man, we're in like high gear. We're about to hit the insane level, and I'm like, you ain't seen shit yet, boy. You don't know where (laughs) this goes. There's a whole roller coaster between you and the end. Mm-hmm. One, you don't yeah. even know it's there. Like you're gonna walk into that Seven Eleven, I'm gonna buy some soda, and suddenly you're like, "Oh shit, I'm on a roller coaster!" And they're shooting at me with guns, real guns and real bullets. Yeah. Like that's what you're in for—the moment of like, "Oh yeah, the game is over." Oh no! <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> but yeah, cue the metal. <laughs>